Good morning, church. <laughs> it's so great to be up here this morning. We've had a really wonderful Sunday so far. This is our student Sunday. So today we have all of our wonderful students who are serving this morning in a variety of different roles, some of which are the first time they're serving in these roles. So let's hype up our students for how great they've done so far this morning. It is a real privilege and a pleasure to be speaking to you this morning. Um, and I would love a week and some prayer, if that's okay. Yeah, Father, I thank you for the real joy this morning. I thank you for each of the amazing students that you've been bringing to our church in this last couple of years, Father, that you've been really growing our student community. And Father, each one that you've brought to our church, you have brought with such wonderful servant hearts. Father, I thank you for the one the wonderful pleasure it is to be able to have a morning when it's solely our students serving. And Father, I thank you for all the joy that that brings as each of them are stepping out in new ways this morning. And Lord, as I preach this morning, I pray, would you really be using me as a vessel? Would it be your words that are flowing through me? Would my heart be open? And Father, I pray for each of us this morning as we're receiving this word. Would we have hearts that are open to obedient to what it is that you want to be speaking to us this morning? So yeah, Father, I pray would we really be glorifying and seeking you this morning as a congregation. Amen. Awesome. So this morning we're going to be carrying on our series through Luke. Um, over the last couple of weeks we've been looking at the Sermon on the Plain. So this is similar to the Sermon on the Mount, as Nico kind of unpacked a couple of weeks ago, but this is for a slightly different audience and looks a little bit different in the content that's being given. So in the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at what it means to be kingdom candidates, where we want to be team players, we want to be passionate, and we want to be dependable. And last week, we were looking at how to love your enemies well, how to love them within, how to love them without exception, and how to love them with all that you have. And this week, we're looking at Luke 6, verse 43 to 45, which is a tree and its fruits. So I'm just going to start by reading the scripture this morning. It says, For no good tree bears, ba bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit, for each tree is known by its fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of the heart his mouth speaks. So this morning we're going to be unpacking these verses and looking at this question of why we want to be producing good fruits, what it is that we want to be putting in place, these structures that we want to be seeing so that we can be producing these fruits. Now, if you look through the Bible, trees and plants and fruits are mentioned throughout the whole thing, um, which is really great. I love creation and it's so fun. Um, and there's one particular part that I really just want to share with you before I begin, and it's in John 15, where you see God as the vine dresser, Jesus as the vine, and us as the branches. I think it's just such a beautiful image of the vine giving way for the branches to grow out of it and God being above it all and directing it all as the vine dresser. And there's one verse that I really want to bring out that says, by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. 
And it's this verse that is so key in why we want to be producing good fruits. We want to be honoring God and bearing fruit so that he is glorified. That wants to be at the center of all it is that we're doing. So as followers of Jesus, we want to be producing fruit that is honoring God. And we see the two greatest commandments. The first one, to love your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. And the second is like it, and it says, to love your neighbor as yourself. And it is these two greatest commandments that we want to see as the fruit that is coming out of us. This is the fruit that we want to be producing. So we're going to be looking at that today and unpacking this passage and what it means to be putting in that structure and how we're producing about growing a plant. I am a self-proclaimed plant lady. However, I'm not very good at taking care of them as a plant. However, it's quite expensive. So I very naively set out to buy a whole set of new plants. And if you buy like the fully grown ones, they're really expensive because you're paying for someone who knows how to care for the plant to grow them themselves. So I was like, no, 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 I can't afford that. I want to buy one that I can afford. So I got this tiny plant. He's very lovingly called Wallace and still features in our living room to this day. Now, when I bought Wallace, he was about this tall. He was absolutely tiny. I could hold his tiny little pot in my hand. And he had these three little leaves. And I was like, okay, this is a great start, but I want a big plant. So Wallace is a cheese plant, and cheese plants got like a good-sized pot. And he did quite well, and his leaves started sagging a little bit. So I bought some moss poles and tied them to moss poles. So Wallace is now growing upwards, but it wasn't quite enough. So we went bigger. And I didn't just go like a little bit bigger, I went huge pots, like absolutely massive. And bought these two moss poles and Wallace is growing beautifully up the moss poles. Curl around our living room to the light. <laughs> so currently Reach is a nice living room. I don't know if you've been recently for Connect Group, but there's a plant that's kind of doing something and I don't really know what. And the reality is, I do not know how to care for him. He has got too big for me and like just stresses me out a little bit every time I see him. There's like a patch where there's no leaves and a patch with some leaves and I don't really know what's going on there anymore. And I was watching this video recently on how to take care of a cheese plant and they say the first thing that you've got to do is not put them in too big of a pot. The, I know, you can see where I went wrong right from the start. <laughs> The first thing that you want to do is put it in a smaller pot, because if it's too big, the soil at the bottom stays wet and your roots will begin to rot and they'll start to kind of shrivel up and there'll be no use anymore. So Wallace is still sat in his huge pot in our living room, not doing too well, but I'm learning and one day I'll face this plant that's taking over our living room and fix it. Um, but I just really, it really struck me the importance of being able to know how to care well for plants, that you're wanting to be producing good fruit. So you've got to have a precise watering structure. You want to be like letting it go through the seasons, because it's these seasons that will produce the fruit. I found this through Googling this week, that a tree in fact needs winter for fruit to grow. It's part of the season that it goes through in a year that makes it so that these fruits grow from it, which was fascinating to me and I don't fully understand, but it was great. And something else is that quite often the orchard keepers will prune the first fruits off of their tree to let a new and better fruit come through. So when the first fruits are beginning to grow, 
they'll be cut off to allow a better fruit to come through. And it's in this that we are trusting in his care. Going back to this image of Jesus as the vine, us as the branches, and God as the vine dresser. It is the vine dresser that the branches trust in. It's the vine dresser that knows each branch. It knows the care that it needs and the soil that it wants to be in. And it's that that we have to trust in. Whether we're going through different seasons, as we know, a tree needs a winter to produce a fruit. We need these seasons to be producing the fruit that God wants us to produce. We need the first fruits to be pruned to make way for the better fruits to be coming through. And when you're cultivating a tree like this, it all comes from the roots and grows up. So in the first verse, it says, For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. And it's not just the fruit that we're looking at to produce. It's the whole tree. A good tree produces a good fruit. So we don't want to just be producing a good tree, a good fruit. We ourselves, it takes time and it takes a skillful hand to grow a good tree. It takes hard work and sometimes even a refusal to compromise on how this tree is growing. And it's the same for us. We don't just grow by accident. We grow with dedication. We grow by rooting ourselves in the word of God. We grow by consistently coming to the Lord and seeking him in all that we do. It's the same for the tree as it is for us, that we need to be caring for ourselves and rooting ourselves in order to be producing a good tree and to produce a good fruit. You can see some trees that have this amazing outward appearance. They've got these big lush leaves and they look so beautiful. But I found out this week that a tree that is focusing all its energy on growing these leaves actually produces too much nitrogen and makes a sour fruit. So a tree, I know, interesting facts of Becky this morning. <laughs> so a tree that's really focusing on its outward appearance to be looking so good to everyone else. Maybe it's the tallest tree or the tree with the most leaves that are the greenest and it looks the best in the whole orchard. Actually, when you pick the thing, it's no longer good it's not got its focus in the right place. So as we grow from the roots upwards, as we're rooted in God's word, we want to be good from the inside out. We want God's word to be coming into our hearts, and it's out of our hearts that our good fruit is produced. So we want to be rooted in the word. We want to be committed and disciplined as we follow Jesus, and we want to have passion and vision for the growth that we're going to go through. A big tree starts from a tiny seed. It starts from a small sapling. And if that sapling doesn't have passion and vision and drive and excitement, it's never gonna be the big tree. So we wanna be capturing into that image that God has for us. He wants us to be growing and he wants us to be producing good fruit. So we wanna capture into that vision from the inside out. So if we've rooted ourselves in the word and we're honoring God with that, the next thing we want to look at is to be growing outwards. And that's when we look at the branches. And the second question I want to ask you this morning is, how are you growing? In the second verse, it says, For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. In this part, there are four different plants that are mentioned. You've got the fruits, the figs and the grapes, and then the thorns and the bramble bushes. 
So I'm going to unpack each one of them and what we might be able to take from that. So the first one is the thorn bushes. So I don't know if you've ever seen those like very picturesque postcards of South Africa where you've got this like really nice sunset and then like the big tree that's silhouetted in the middle and it's all very beautiful. Chances are that's probably a thorn bush. And these are these massive trees that grow. And from afar, they've got these bright green leaves and they look so lush and beautiful. And they feature on postcards and they're, everyone's looking at them and they look amazing. But it's only when you get closer to them that you see that their branches are growing in these weird angles that are kind of tangented and not flowing in the right way. And they produce these big, thick thorns a thorn bush is really hardy, which is why it's able to grow in the desert, but it's so rooted in its ways, and the thorns that it's producing are sharp. So that's the thorn bush. If we look to the brambles, you see quite a lot of them in Scotland. I remember when I was younger, my mum and I would always go on holiday to Oban during the summer, and we would walk along this dog walk where you've got brambles on either side, and brambles produce fruits like blackberries. So we would wander along with our little Tupperwares, ready to make some jam when we got home from our holiday. And my mum would go through and she'd pick each of these fruits off quite particularly. She'll be picking the good ones and choosing where she's placing her hand. Little me did not follow that example that my mum was setting at all. I raced along with my hands thrown in, grabbing any fruit, most of them going into my mouth. Only a couple of them actually made it into the box. But when we came to the end of our little walk, my mum's hands would be completely clear, whereas mine would be full of scratches. So bramble bushes grow these big, beautiful-looking bushes. But when you stick your hand in beyond the leaves, there are thorns and prickles, and the leaves are actually serrated, and they'll cut you. So they look like they're producing good fruits. They look like they're bringing somebody in. But it takes a skillful hand to be able to pick the right fruits, to be able to pick without being hurt or damaged as you stick your hands in, which is not what I did at all. So that's the thorns and the brambles. They both look so appealing, but each has its flaws and each has, when you get closer, it might prick you, it might be sharp or harsh. And we wanna be producing the good fruits. So the first fruit it mentions is the fig tree. Now, an interesting thing about the fig tree is it blossoms on the inside. So normally you have a bud that then will grow out and bloom outwardly, but a fig tree grows on the inside and you never see the blossom, it never sees daylight. And it's from this blossom that grows inside that becomes the fruit. So this fig tree is kind of focusing its energy on its inside, on its heart. And it's out of that focus inwardly that the fruit is then produced. And then you look to the grapevine, and the grapevine is tended by its vine dresser. It creates these beautiful vines that flow and have such beauty. And so often it's because the vine dresser has placed it in the right soil, it's given it the right care, and it's out of that that these fruits are growing. So to be able to produce good fruit, you want to be aware of how you are growing. You want to be aware of the care that we need, and he knows what it is that we're needing to be producing these great fruits. So do we trust in God? And do we trust in those that can give us wisdom? Are we able to speak to, maybe it's a trusted leader or a trusted friend, and accept the truth that they are speaking into our lives, even when it might be a little bit hard to hear because our pride is too big? 
Do we trust enough to be able to reach out to people, to be asking them to speak into our lives and following what they're saying? Or is it that we're more like the brambles? Maybe we're wanting to grow so quickly, but not quite growing in the right way. We're producing fruit, but it's not always the best fruit, and it's to give the fruit. There might be a little bit of a sharp edge or a prickle that's not been tended to. Or maybe you're like the thorns, and you're set in your ways, that you're a magnificent tree that looks so strong and hardy, but when you get a little bit closer, there's unusual tangents and thorns that are gonna prick people, and you're not open for people to be speaking into your life. You don't have the to. It could be that you're struggling with jealousy and comparison, and sometimes that leads to sharp words or a harsh sentence. Maybe your timings, that you're not trusting in the seasons that God is bringing you through. Or maybe it's even laziness, that you're struggling with passion and drive, from when the heart overflows into our lives. And each of these things wanting us to grow. So we wanna be looking at deepening our roots with our relationship with God, to be rooting ourselves in the word and to be growing branches that are honoring to God and that are beautiful and really glorifying him and loving others well. So how do we cultivate a good fruit? The third question I want to ask you this morning is, where is your heart? Of his evil treasure produces evil, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it's a shame that Bethan's not here this morning with all the tree images, but Bethan and I were recently on a walk together, and it's a really beautiful walk that I've done quite a few times around the reservoir at Flotteston. And as we were walking along, it was after one of these massive storms that we had a couple months ago, and there was a tree that had completely fallen on its side, and the roots had been completely ripped up and were just standing vertical. And there were so many broken branches and this tree that I'd once seen, I think it was about a week earlier I'd done the walk and this tree was looking beautiful and strong. And a week later after the storm, it had been completely collapsed and sat on its side. And when you see the branches that were breaking, it was empty on the inside. The middle of the tree had completely rotted away. You could see where the roots had broken and inside the roots there was nothing. They weren't strong roots that were holding fast and holding strong into the ground. They were empty on the inside. And it really shows that your fruit is coming from your heart. In that final verse, it says, out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. It's this thing that is giving the good fruit and it's got to come from the overflow of our heart. So to be able to see the fruit you're producing, to maybe see the, the areas of thorns that you've not been tending to, a really great place to look is your words, how you speak to others, how you pray when you speak to the Lord. You want to be listening to your words. When you're speaking, are you like a big tree that's kind of showing off its leaves and bringing attention to itself? Or are you like a thorn or a bramble where it's looking inviting but there's prickles and there's sharp edges? The question I want to ask you is, does the word of God enter your speech when you're speaking to people? That encouragement and just real stirring up of passion. Apart from that, I loved that challenge that you brought of how are we one step different we want to be a church that is set apart, that loves people well, and a part of that is goodness and kindness. 
But how are we bringing the word of God into our conversations? Because that is a real way of loving people as yourself, is bringing in the word of God. And it's from this overflow of our heart that these words come. In Proverbs, it mentions your speech and your words so much. It says that they're as refreshing as a bubbling brook. It says that they're sweet like honey and they're good for the soul. It says that they are life-bringing. And it also warns against the harshness and the consequences of words that aren't good. And when workers are pruning the trees in the orchard, they don't just take off the bad fruits. They take off the fruits that are kind of all right, could pass, but are not great. Because if you want to be known as an orchard that is producing the best fruits in the world, you don't want to be handing out the mediocre fruits because it's going to taint your name. It's going to taint what people think about you. And it's in the same way that we want to be pruning the fruits that are bad, but also the fruits that are, they're all right, but they could be better. When we want to be producing fruit, we want to be making fruit that is honoring to God. We want it to be the best fruit. How he spoke. He spoke with such purpose, but also spoke quite sparingly. He knew the power of his words. He knew how wonderfully words can build someone up but he also knew how quickly words can tear somebody down. And we see the same in James 3. It compares our tongue to a fire and says how a small fire in a forest can so quickly spread. And although a forest can grow back, it's never gonna be the same as how it was before. Words can really hurt, and we've gotta take responsibility for the words that we're saying. If we were to set a fire and it goes and hurts people, it's really difficult to recover that and it takes time. So like Jesus, we wanna be viewing our words. We wanna be making sure they're honoring to God. We wanna make sure that the word of God is in them and that they're being used to encourage and to build up one another. If we wanna be having words that are seasoned with grace and truth, we want our heart to be in the right place and to be seasoning our heart. So we wanna be rooted from the ground up. We wanna be rooted in the word and really following what God is teaching us. Have hearts that are ready to receive and minds that are ready to be obedient when we cultivate this daily watering in the word. We wanna be faithful to the seasons of growth. We wanna be trusting God in any season that he brings us through. And we want to be faithful in the pruning. It might be that fruits are being taken off, but we want to still be honoring God in that. If we're having a hard day, we still want to be kind. We still want to be loving. We still want the word of God to be in our words and in our speech and in our hearts. So we want to be cultivating this healthy heart posture and living out of the overflow of that. The wonderful thing is, when we, as followers of Jesus, when we choose to follow him, our lives are completely transformed. We are renewed. It says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. We are completely renewed. And although that is so wonderful, we want to be continuing with that renewal. We want to be continuing with that passion and thanksgiving for how God has changed us in the past and want to be continuing that freedom and that growth in the future. We are freed from the grip of sin 
when we choose to follow Jesus. And we want to be carrying that on into our lives, to be honoring God in our words, to be rooted in him, and to grow branches that are loving to others. You need to have that passion to make a change. We have this wonderful gift of transformation that Jesus has given to us when he died on the cross. And we want to be following that through. We're not in the same place as we were before. We're in a new place and we want to be growing through with that. And that looks like pruning branches and removing old fruits. It looks like changing from the inside out and aligning our hearts with God and producing fruit out of that overflow. So why don't we stand as we respond to that word? so thankful for how you have given us that wonderful gift of transformation. Lord, we really thank you for how you invite us to be making change. Lord, this wonderful opportunity to be producing fruit that is honoring and good to you. I thank you that you give us guidance, that you tell us first to love you with all our heart, our mind, and our soul, and then to be loving others as we love ourselves. Father, I thank you that you are really close to us in these seasons of growth, that as the vine dresser, you know what it is that we need to be growing. You know the soil that we want to be planted in, and you know what it is that we're needing through each season. Lord, I just pray this morning that If there's anyone who feels empty on the inside, like the tree that had been uprooted, Lord, that you would be really filling their hearts, that they would be able to be living out of the overflow of a heart that is full, of a heart that is rooted in you. I pray, Lord, that if there's anyone that's in a difficult season, Father, that you would be really loving and honoring them and really bringing them through this. Father, would we be increasing our trust in you that when seasons are difficult, we are still loving you. We're trusting in the way that you're guiding us and the route that you have planned. Lord, you're the light to our feet, the lamp that guides us. And I pray, Lord, will we be following the light that you've given to us. And Father, I just pray for each of us this morning that you would really be stirring our hearts to be producing fruit that is honoring to you producing fruit that has grown from the overflow of our hearts, that we would be loving one another well, but loving you and honoring you in all that we do. May we be rooted in you, growing branches that are loving and caring for others and making fruit that is honoring you and producing good things. So yeah, Father, I pray this morning your name. and reach and Bex at the back. Um, But yeah, let's hand over to the worship team.